Welcome What's to episode. Wait, wait. Well, what? You you stopped me to take a sip of tea. Nice cup of tea. Oh. Welcome to episode forty-six of the ADHD Adults Podcast. I'm James Brown, author of How to Look Confident by Dyeing Your Hair the Exact Color of That Robot from the Iron <laughs> Giant. I mean, I, I've read it out. Obviously, you changed the script, which you know you'll want to do. But is that the best film? You, you know of with a robot in it? You know, you're not going to go with Terminator or Robocop? It was a book. <laughs> okay, we'll skirt over that. Um, <laughs> now, I've changed my hair colour since we <laughs> first wrote this. So does this mean that there are going to be lots of now redundant jokes because I had kind of platinum blonde hair that I now don't have? Have I ruined your whole nefar- nefarious script plan? Yes. Brilliant. Well, that's made my day. Good. So, as usual, um, I'm joined by the man who haunts my nightmares and the nightmares of people in many, many countries around the world now, Dr. Alex Connor. Hi, Alex. Alex who? (laughs) (laughs) What? I mean, it's what this is. Because of the is this is is that a is that a joke is that an imposter syndrome joke? <laughs> yeah, if it yeah. is, I, f- I mean you know I fucking hate you. But if it is, how are people going to know that's a joke, Alex? It's a podcast. It's shit. It's not funny. I mean, people that haven't met you, Jesus. Anyway, how are you, Balloonhead? I'm excellent, thank you, James. Yeah, really good. We're uh, doing very well on the podcast. I've got the numbers for some ridiculous reason. We're approaching around. 80 to 100,000 listens a month if you add everything up, which is daft. Of those thousands of people, I've been sent a letter. Um, I, I, listen, I, I, you know what? That's it's right, James. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it's from a Robert from Kidderminster. And he says, <laughs> I listened to the sex episode, and after what James said, I think James has been reverse conceived. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. That's a weird letter. I, I like it. I've been I have been sent a real letter though. Whatever. Fuck this me. is from this is from a Harry because uh, I asked. Um, just wanted to say a big fuck off thank you to you both for creating your podcast. I've been listening on Spotify, but I've also switched to YouTube whenever I'm not on the go. But also just to see for myself, Alex's round fucking head. Everything you've said on your podcast is also relevant to me. My own struggles. Thank fuck I'm not as bad as Sam. We've all said that, but really couldn't put it all into words better than you two can. I've only just begun my diagnosis journey, but having you two ramble on about how defective we are as people with ADHD has been extremely comforting for me, knowing I'm not alone. Thanks. We really love that one, Harry. Thank you. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Also, James. Yes. 124 countries. <gasps> Another ah, I know. One. I think we've now have a listener from South Sudan. And 124 is as many countries as James's fake Aldi Mars bars <laughs> in a little cupboard in his little bedroom. It's not actually. That, I mean, that that is scarily accurate. Wow. Oh, <laughs> what, what, I could, what I should say: this <clears throat> this could have been used for um, a game of what has James and Sam forgotten this week? Because we bought some chocolate bars for my dad, and we've lost them in the house, both of us. Because I said to Sam, "Can you move those? Because I'll eat them." She went, "Yeah, I'll hide them," and she doesn't know where. Equally, um, thanks, Harry, for mentioning that not being as bad as Sam. That's actually my new mantra. So whenever I try and remind myself, you know, that I've got ADHD, I just say, at least I'm not as bad as Mrs. ADHD. Indeed. We are both bewildered and grateful to all of our listeners. Mm. So this week, uh, 
we'd like to say a hello and welcome to our listener in South Sudan because their official language is English because they've got 60 native languages. I've been on Wikipedia again, Jane. Just awful, awful rubbish that you pour into this podcast on a weekly basis, Alex. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> As usual, this disfigured waxwork dummy uh, based on Donald Trump of a podcast is a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last week was just gloriously about ADHD and sex. Um, and this week, we've sadly had to move on to something which isn't quite as difficult for Alex to talk about. Um, and that's imposter syndrome. This is kind of loosely, and I'm sure that I, I mean, I haven't read the script for the for the psychoeducation bit because you did it and it's going to be shit. But mm-hmm. imposter syndrome, if you like, it's that feeling where you, you don't feel like you don't belong, or you, you aren't good enough, even when there is clear evidence saying the opposite. Quick thank you to many people who um, suggested this topic, including Jade. Um, the three parts, as usual, will include that evidence based psychoeducation um, delivered by the man who is the literal. Um, square peg in a round hole. Alex, the psychoeducation monkey. Well, ra- I'll be a round head, wouldn't I, in a square hole? Because I'm literally round. That's the, oh, the... it says it's a, it says peg, not head. That's the thing. Oh, it doesn't say round. So again, did you write that? Did you write that joke? It says literal. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't. I've got to stop you. I've got to stop you having any involvement in the preparation. I don't know why you let me this. edit the script. I honestly I know don't. It, well, it's because because it's on a shared fucking drive, and you know that you can edit it for God's sake. <laughs> right. Fuck me. Where were we? Um, our personal reflections on imposter syndrome, of which there are many. I think I even yeah. mentioned it in last week's podcast that it was imposter syndrome that led to me pushing. This is ADHD off. Anyway, and in the third mm-hmm. and final bit, we'll uh, we'll give you some top tips, maybe on how how to deal with imposter syndrome. Like, don't push your wife off you. No. So, Alex, um, how many jokes, you know, rabbit ears, um, can you do about that, this crippling element of ADHD? Yeah, yeah. Let, okay, let's start by saying imposter syndrome is a sort of joke name. It isn't like a real medical mm. syndrome, but it is far from a joke for so many people with and without ADHD. Imposter syndrome, as you've said, refers to that feeling you don't deserve what you have or the position you hold, often in your job, but not always. At some point, everyone is going to find out that I'm not good enough and I don't belong here. I'm not clever enough. And so, uh, so, so, I'll, 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 so the personal yeah. reflections bit comes at the end. Of the <laughs> I knew you were going to do three. this. Yeah. <laughs> Just focus on the psychoeducation. Can you just focus on the psychoeducation for a bit and wait until the end to tell us about you? Very good. That feeling that everyone thinks at some point, I didn't think I had to do that. Yeah, that was an open goal. It's so, this is such a common feeling. A study of uh, 62 papers on imposter syndrome in general suggested that the lowest number was 8% of people reported having it. The highest was over 80% in, you know, so wow. it might be that blooming everyone. But the thing is, it's almost always incorrect, these feelings. It's that you don't see yourself how others do. You're harsher on yourself. In most cases. <laughs> yeah. Working too hard or <laughs> working too hard to overcompensate for perceived weakness. This is really, really dangerous. As is the feeling of guilt that you somehow don't deserve to be in this role or in this position, this relation. Both of these are incredibly unhelpful and unhealthy as well. So Obviously, okay. I mean, some of those statistics, for once, are going to I'm going to uh, give you, you know, credit, Alex Chapeau. You did well. You, you delivered something that was evidence based and interesting. Mm. Um, 
and I find it fascinating that in a general population, lots of people can have this because for me, now I know about my ADHD, it feels very much like an, an ADHD thing or at least a self-esteem thing. So mm. what what causes it? Now, I, I should really clarify, not in you, because obviously it's, it's an objective evidence-based observation of your lack of ability in any forum whatsoever in life. Um, but generally, yeah. what kind of causes it? And, you know, do us ADHDers have it more than those without? It's a good question, poorly put. Um, it isn't clear where imposter syndrome originates from in, in people in general. It probably isn't just one thing. Hmm. And for ADHD, it's even harder to say because a search of the US National Library of Medicine, which I did, of more than 34 million citations in biomedical literature gave me zero results for imposter syndrome and right. ADHD. It just hasn't right. been studied. This amazes me as well because... What we do know is that it is highly likely that we have it more because the list of things that often combine in everyone are often things that people with ADHD struggle with, such as being criticised as a child, mm. having a natural intelligence but seemingly didn't utilise it. Oh, the classic. Did well when very young at school and it faded off. High levels of neuroticism, which is common in ADHD. Living with anxiety or depression, as we've talked about on and on. And like ADHD, this also seems to be high in people who aren't, um, well, white men again, James. Possibly because women and people of colour are aware of the bias they face just to be considered mm. equal with, you know, us. So it's it's even, it's self-fulfilling in a way because you're in the culture you're in and you're perfectly aware that you're going to be judged harshly. That's, that's true. Okay. That again, frustratingly and annoyingly, was actually quite interesting. So what, what, can people, what can people do about it, the miserable doom-monger? <laughs> nothing. Sort <laughs> hey, of. hey, nothing. There, sort of. There isn't a cure. There really isn't a cure for imposter syndrome. Uh, and there are a lot of studies looking at treatments. But some good news. Most experts recommend, and this is hard for us. Ding. That was last week. <laughs> Check yourself. Check yourself when it's happening. Uh, this isn't this isn't easy if you've got ADHD in general. So you know I'm putting that caveat there. But try and have an internal awareness of it. A really good tip is to have a third person self chat kind of thing. I would advise a quiet one inside your head, or you look weird. So this is imposter syndrome you're feeling, Alex. James does love you and values you in real life. You know I have to say those things. Literally using the name Alex instead of uh, you or me. That that would be a good example, James. Of no, a third it wouldn't. Person. But, it, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Though, would it? It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be a good example. It's a terrible example. And you're doing top tips during psychoeducation. I'm now all over the place. I don't know what's going on. Um, that wasn't top tips. It was evidence of what to do. It, I'll. It, you... It's true. Yeah, it wasn't mine though. So the other thing is to ah, look at this. Okay. Is also a top tip. Look at the evidence and believe it. So that's what yeah. all research says: is when people deal better with their imposter syndrome because it ain't going away. Hmm. it's because they are prepared to look at the evidence of the thing that they don't believe. And if you can't, they can't do it, asking for help in, in the research literature shows, asking for help to understand your value seems to, seems to work a little bit because other people see that your value clear, more clearly than, than you do. That's it. That, that's what the research does, doesn't say, quite frankly, hmm. but there's bits. Thanks, James. It's my pleasure. I do like how we often you know, will have a template script for episodes, which as we now all know, Alex will go and, and tinker with just before 
we record <laughs> to annoy me. But it, <laughs> I've put down awful as usual, Alex, and time for a break because normally this part of the podcast is a bit shit, isn't it? Yeah. But I've said twice that you've done quite well, so that feels inauthentic. So I'll say average, Alex, average Mm -hmm. overall, well done. We'll be back in part two for some personal reflections. I'll take it. Welcome back to episode 46 of the ADHD Adults podcast. We are talking about ADHD and imposter syndrome. As always, as this is part two, we are talking about our personal reflections on the theme. Mm. We're going to start with old pink hair, previously silver robot hair himself, James. James, imposter syndrome. Come on. Silver silver robot hair. Yeah, imposter syndrome. So it, it, it won't surprise many of our listeners that, as usual, this is something I struggle with. Because every subject, apart from menopause and being a parent, when it comes to this podcast, I struggle with massively so. Um we kind of, in some ways, touched on this thing in last week's um, episode. But when I, particularly in my academic career, so I, I always wanted to be a doctor. I don't know, a proper doctor, Al. Not not yeah. like us, pretend yeah. doctors, scientists. A useful doctor. Yeah, yeah, a doctor that has some kind of value in the world. I always yeah. wanted to be a proper doctor, but I was a bit thick um, mm. and had ADHD. Was. And therefore, it was never on. I went to a shit school. Was <laughs> Good one. As that was it was quiet enough that I almost I almost missed it. Well done for you. Jeez. Alex made a gag. Everybody. Um, so a bit thick. ADHD. Really bad school. Um, I was never going to go to medical school and be a proper doctor, was I? For fuck's sake. Um, and actually, from there, that from those, those very early stages, I always felt whenever I was engaged in anything where there were people around me who were more kind of legitimate. So had 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 gone and done that great career thing, had become a doctor, had gone to a good university. I didn't go to a good university, Alex. I'm not going to name it, but it, it's not known as, as a good one because they wouldn't have taken me with two A-levels and general studies, very bad grades. So when I managed to fail upwards spectacularly, as we've talked about in the past, to end up <clears throat> with a PhD as a researcher and then a kind of a lecturer in a university, fuck me, the imposter syndrome was powerful massively powerful even when i was working at that not so good university but then when i moved over and and met you coincidentally at warwick university um the the imposter syndrome it was it was it was uncontrollable it was a monster running around in my head that i i would i would not even figuratively alex i would literally have the thought on if not a daily basis at least several times a week of someone's going to work out and shit at this pretty soon you haven't got long you know enjoy it while it lasts because you know you're in the you're in the, the company of people who are much better than you i changed my name al before well when i when i started my academic career no one called me fucking james my, my name was bob it was short for everyone you know as a child it was jim then jim bob and then bob no one called me james but the first person at a university that said james i went yep and I thought, well, <laughs> that sounds more impressive, James, doesn't it? It's, you know, it's, I can't let them know that people call me something else. And when, I, when you were in those meetings, right, when you first started back in the old yeah. days, when we were first started working, everyone always wanted your opinions about stuff. And in the meetings, yeah. it was like, so what did you think? Did you think we were like 
making it up or joking I, I, or what? No, I just I just thought I'd, I'd, they hadn't worked it out yet. I've blagged right, them okay. because I, because I ha- sometimes have the ability to talk about stuff and be nice. That can get you a long way in academia, where many people are complete cunts. Have you tried so being nice that, on this podcast? Not, no. Why, I, listen, I've known you for far too long to ever have the possibility of being nice to you, introduce you know, within Correct. my personality. It's not going to happen. No. So back back then, I just thought, well, they're, they're going to work it out. It'll happen. Don't worry. They're, they're going along with this because you're nice and because you offer an opinion which you literally make up on the fucking spot and it never ha- just hasn't happened yet to be terrible. It was all the time, constant fear. <clears throat> I'm going to get discovered. I'm going to get found out. What the hell am I doing in this job? I'm a shit scientist. I mean, I've got, I've got ADHD. I, I couldn't follow a, <laughs> a list of instructions to do an experiment to save my fucking life. I'd always miss stuff out or leave stuff going. I was just a terrible scientist. Yeah, me too. So I, I changed my name because I thought people would think more of me if I was James. A few people have, have spoken to me about this. I haven't completely lost my accent. But believe me, this is not a Kidderminster accent. Um, Kidderminster accent is not a very attractive. So I tried to mask my accent when I went to into academia because, again, I thought these are all clues that people will use to work out I'm shit. You know, my name, my accent, what I look like, for example. So I spent a good 15 years, I reckon, in, in academia just waiting for that moment where someone's going to tap me on the shoulder and say, sorry, why the, why the fuck do we employ you again? And that fear was with me every day. And I, I can't even remember what it was that stopped it. I'd, I would love to remember what it was that stopped it. And you and I, you know, we talked about this a lot because Alex, offline everybody, is actually very nice to me most of the time, some of the time. And Alex would often, as I've talked in the past, um, sur- not surreptitiously, well, he would sneakily coach me, st- yeah. stick coaching into conversation to try and get me to realize that maybe I wasn't shit, but it was crippling every day for 15 years. And then I'm not really sure what drove this, but I kind of had this epiphany. <laughs> and this is why it's difficult now I coach people to talk about this subject because my experience was it just happened. And I can't say to people, you know what? Stop giving a shit. Stop giving <laughs> yeah. a shit what people Pull think. yourself together. <laughs> exactly. But, but that, but that's what happened to me. And I don't know what it was. You, We've talked a lot about this in the past. I got a couple of promotions quickly at work. And a couple of people made comments about those promotions, which mm. savagely made me stop talking to almost everybody in my department. I had a mug that said I hate everybody I work with. And I would walk around with this mug drinking tea just as a a way to stop people talking to me. And that came from two people saying something a bit, a little bit snidey when I got promoted. Um, But then weirdly, I just got to this point where almost overnight, I realized I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks unless they're important to me. I, I honestly don't care. And that stopping caring meant that the imposter syndrome, it almost melted away overnight. And I, and I kind of realized it doesn't matter what other people think. You know, it's, it's really unhelpful to say zero fucks given. But this this epiphany happened and I was able to stop worrying so much about whether I am an imposter. But a little bit like grieving for what might have been, I reckon I probably could have been um, a happier teddy bear without all that constant fear of getting found out for 15 years of my life. What about you, Balloonhead? I get that. I want to ask you, that. Did, 
Where did where did an ADHD diagnosis come into that epiphany? Was it before, or after? Oh you... no, my, no, yeah, no. I'd say a good four years afterwards. And although we we had discussed unprofessionally my ADHD before that, I'd mm. already forgotten that I possibly had it. Right, okay. I, I I genuinely I can't remember what it was. I think I don't know. Anyway, it just kind of happened, and I wish I could explain it and then bottle it and sell it to people because I'd make <laughs> That's more the money. Spirit, doing... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Product of the week. <laughs> this is a tricky one for me, James. And I would say this is slightly embarrassing. I'm, I'm not crippled with self doubt. That's a phrase. An understatement of the decade there. Yeah, um, it's the psychopath thing. I think I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a yeah. psychopath, but you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm a million normal, miles I'm not, away. I'm a normal human being. Honestly. Yeah, I'm regular. <laughs> but but it, but but at the same time, I don't have very much emotional empathy. Um, <laughs> I think I have felt it in the past, but from a professional perspective, yeah. I'm very careful with what I do. I do what I'm good at, and I don't mm. ever put myself in the weak position. That's RSD, right? That's strong. I didn't know I was doing it when I started this approach, but what I was doing was avoiding the imposter syndrome trap of thinking that sort of any success is lose value, because we, we think they're due to an illusion of success and what I mean is when people ask me to do tasks that I know I'm bad at because of ADHD I say <laughs> no never gonna happen um, and if and if it means leaving the job I've I have done that privilege uh clacks on mm. alert mm. but I th and also you know being a little bit sociopathic means I don't really have it interestingly though the aspect of it I do have is is the fear of when that I, I'm not able often to do things for a second time, like a lot of ADHD people, because it's boring the second time. This can cause me real problems when people expect me to. There is a place I have it though, James, I've been thinking about it, and it is right here, right now. When I look at the audience number and I read out, and I love doing this podcast, it's brilliant. I love the community because they're so um, so positive, much more than most internet communities. They're there is a screaming voice saying, you're not qualified for this. You're not a, a doctor. <laughs> you're not a proper doctor. And and so I guess and it's not very much because, you, you know, I'm a psychopath. But there is a little bit of it. it does that voice sound like me at all? <laughs> no, it's in written form, actually, from about 80,000 people. <laughs> you're not very good at this. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, you're not. You're not. No. They're right. Um, and, yes. you know, fundamentally obviously i'm just i'm just waiting for the right person and Correct. moment um to to replace you um it's interesting when you talk about this because i for a very long time i've hated intensely the really wanky language you use around success and mm. you know which i now have adopted as an adhd coach when you would talk yeah. about when you left a certain university for another university and about how you made sure that your values and goals was yeah. something i forget it because it's very boring Mm. Um, but I find it interesting knowing you and knowing that degree of um, sociopathic behavior that you have, um, but also knowing the shit that you went through in your career when actually you were very unhappy and you were in just the wrong place doing the wrong thing and seeing you unhappy didn't give me joy, Alex, which I find really? surprising. No, it didn't wow. at all. It didn't give me Amazing. joy. That's, that's probably given away something uh, behind the curtain there, but no, it didn't. And then seeing you being happy when you moved to a place where actually, and I don't think any of this was imposter syndrome based, but I, I've always found that the way in which you talk about success, very abstract because it's different to me. For me, it's all about external success. For years, it was all about people thinking I'm yeah. good, other people thinking I'm good, 
and the fear of people realizing, which I accepted and embraced from a very young age. I'm not good. I'm shit. I'm useless. I'm ugly. I'm fat. I'm thick. There's nothing good about me. These are all evidence-based facts, in my opinion. And therefore, the preparedness for somebody doing that shoulder tap and saying, you're shit, it was that. It was almost like the answer would be, yep, fair enough, I'll go then, turn my desk. Because I knew, I, it wasn't a fear of it coming, Alex. I knew it was coming, even though it never came. Ding. Yeah, that, that's very classic. Yeah. I think the, defining success as validation is a form of success. I wouldn't say, so you've you know. Gone straight, you've gone straight into the wanky language that really fucking annoys me. <laughs> If you've got ADHD, ask someone for help to figure out what you actually feel success is. Because it okay. ain't money. That's better. That's, that's it. Is that all right? Yeah that's, yeah, that's better. I get that. Right. Okay. Obviously, as usual, Alex is trying to script time and it, it says, no time, yeah, no time for the game today, blah, 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 whatever, script diddler. Um, <laughs> we're going to carry on with the mode of giving you a choice because oh, you're great. shit at this game. Mm, I believe, again, me. I believe you got it wrong last week. Is that is that correct? Is that a correct Nobody summation? Knows. Nobody knows, nobody cares, apart from me. So you've got two choices, Alex. One of them is medication, and one of them is the choice you rejected from last week, which is laptops. Medication, laptop, medication. Somebody laptop. couldn't be bothered to write another option. No, no, you fucking no, somebody couldn't be bothered to listen to the new game in that you'll have an option each week, and the one you don't choose will stay on the option list. So hmm. get fucked. Algorithmically, it's not then a 50-50. I'm not even doing that. Right, I'll have meds, please. I will never choose laptops. I promise you that <laughs> one. Unless I forget. Fuck. Right. Okay. You will. So obviously I take, I'm looking at them now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, probably around 10 different medicines a day, mm. which with ADHD is, can be problematic, obviously. So what's happened in the last week with my medication? Are you ready, Alex? Yeah. Option one is, did I forget to turn up for a blood test? So the prescription has now been taken away from me. That's option one. Mm. Option two, did I forget to collect my prescription for such a long time that it timed out? And that can happen, people. If you forget to pick up a prescription, it can it can time out if you've not actually physically collected it. And option three, did I forget to take my medication entirely for more than five days? Ooh, right then. I think that you didn't leave your prescription there because Sam has to go to Boots once a week anyway to buy you a new hot water bottle. I think that it wasn't the... <laughs> it's a bit obscure. I think that it was <laughs> I think it wasn't the blood well. test. I think it wasn't the blood test because you had your monkeypox blood test two days anyway. So I think it's the five days thing. I mean, you're wrong, obviously. I, I don't even need to read out the result because, of course, you're wrong. And at some point, you're going to have to change your strategy. It's the blood test. I forgot the blood yeah. test, which you have to have for my bipolar medication. So I now can't order my bipolar medication. I can't order my, my medication that stops me having a mental health crisis, Alex, because I missed the blood test know. because I've got ADHD. It's a fucking, it's an ablest whirlwind of bullshit. But yeah, you got it. You got it wrong. You continue to be shit. Um, we'll now take a break and we'll come back in part three for top tips. See you then. Hate the game. <laughs> Welcome back to part three of episode 46 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we're talking about imposter syndrome, or what's known as Alex syndrome. Um, 
in this final part, we talk about top tips. And usually, as you're aware, Alex steals mine and I let him go first. But because he's so bad at uh, and what's James lost, mislaid or forgotten this week, we'll continue in that vein. So, Alex, do you have any top tips for people? Also known as Alex syndrome. That is the worst. <laughs> that's worse than any of the jokes you don't let me do. Right. Top tips for imposter syndrome. This is a tricky one because there isn't a, an easy, there isn't a permanent tip for this. Mm. So yeah. I know you're going to hate this language, but the best one for me is to get to know not only what you're good at, but what you value and what you enjoy being good at. The other is to remember that, that you can't do everything. We're not robots like Robbie from the Asimov classic iRobot. That's a popular example of a, a best robot. Ro- best robot ever. <laughs> so we're not robots. So if you think that because you're human who gets tired and forgets things and gets bored, especially with ADHD, then somehow you can't be good at your job and people criticise you. Remember that everyone is human and everyone feels those things. So you're saying, by saying that you're an imposter, you're saying no one deserves to be in any role. No doctors, no teachers. That isn't logical and therefore... Your imposter syndrome isn't, in fact, logical. It's the same top tips as before, which is ask someone else. Other people mm. other people are more realistic about you than you are in a positive way. That's always the case. All research shows that, and that's the tip, is to ask someone for help. And, and again, and that third-party chat helps. Mm. Um, James does love you, Alex, and actually fancies you in many ways. For example... For example, that, yeah, yeah, that's just, just one plug, plug, plugged out in there. Well, thank you for that, Alex. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, what about thank you? you for not, thank you for not stealing uh, any of mine. It's because they're so terrible. Well, of course. I mean, why, why would you steal a piece of shit? Obviously. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to say now is going to sound slightly disingenuous, but obviously it, it it involves you, and therefore I have to like legally and contractually give you some kind of abuse. Um, the important thing is. For me, when it comes to imposter syndrome, the bit about the fact that we have these feelings despite there being evidence to the contrary. And that for me is the key thing is actually, how do I put this? When I when I went to that top 10 university where you were working, what eventually helped me a bit with that imposter syndrome is realizing that everybody else was just as shit as me. Now, you can change the word shit and, and put good in. And I say shit because you were at that university. So it's a slightly veiled dig at you, obviously. Yeah. Good. But most other people feel the same. As you've said from some of the studies, as many as eighty yeah. percent of people are thinking the same thing that you are. They're thinking, yeah. "I'm not, very, I'm not good at this. I'm not, I'm not great, etc." And what you tend to find is, if you actually objectively look at your performance in an arena, whether it's you know work, whether it's social life, what you generally tend to find is actually, when you look at the evidence, you're not an imposter. You're not bad at what you're doing. Nobody is waiting to. To, to sack you or to, to tell you that you're, you're rubbish because everybody else is pretty much the same as you, probably. Obviously, this is a massive generalization, but but you, you're probably not completely fucked if somebody realizes how shit you are because you are equally good slash bad as most of the people that you work with, apart from Alex, who's objectively worse. Another, another thing to do, and Alex has talked about this, and again, this is also linked to evidence base, is <clears throat> that there are going to be things that you do well, which you might you might struggle accepting it. You might struggle emotionally saying, well, you know, actually, I am, I am good at doing this thing. But there are going to be things that you do well in that arena that you have imposter syndrome. So fucking write them down. Write them down. And when you have those negative thoughts, when you think, oh, God, you know, I'm terrible, get that list out and look at it. Look at those evidence-based um facts about yourself stuff that you know you might not like saying out loud and say it out loud 
you know, I have a perfectly spherical face, for example, that type of thing said out loud will help deflect some of those, those negative thoughts a little bit. Alex has it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Things that you know to be true about yourself. You yeah. have a negative thought about your job. When you get that feeling, you know, that, oh, someone's going to tap you on the shoulder, read out those positive statements and really read them out. And a, James, and a, can I? Emo- yes. It, it's so accurate. Um, remember, we have to remember always as coaches, often ADHD people, that ADHD people are shit at this. That's yeah. no imposter oh, yeah. syndrome. We actually are. So yeah. if you're not if you're not sure how to think about positives of yourself, a really one tip we've talked about before in coaching mm. was think of something that actually you felt good about that was a success that you liked rather than a success that you didn't like doing, mm. and ask what did you what happened what happened in that what did I do what did I contribute and it's that those are your positives write those down sorry James yeah no no it's, no, it's fine and, and equally you know ask somebody that you love and trust yeah in my case. I was about to say that would be Mrs. ADHD. I suppose it would be. Ask somebody that genuinely has a different opinion of you than yourself to help you with that. Someone you trust to help you with that list of statements, evidence-based statements. I'm not shit. I'm good at these things. Because if you write it yourself, sometimes, you know, we don't, we, we talked about this before, we don't have very good metacognition. We're not good at thinking about thinking. Mm-hmm. Many of us have self-esteem issues, so we'll struggle with saying or writing positive things. So if you can get a ringer in to help, you write that list, get them in to help. Um, and, and as I say, remember, you know, fundamentally, everyone else, at least in Alex's case, is, is also, actually, no, you're not shit and being the same way, are you? Because, yeah. yeah, you're psychopathic. I forgot the thing. Mm, yeah, I'm not bothered. I did. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, many other people are going to be thinking the same as you and trying to rem- thinking the same as you and try and remember that fact. Difficult, again, particularly when you've got ADHD and uh, working memory and... Uh, controlling emotional responses is difficult but this is why writing things down and having a list can help deflect those negative thoughts that was a long pregnant pause you going to say something i am i'm going to say can i do product of the week yeah because it's not one written down. i mean is it good or bad and I, it's, again it's almost a caveat to what we've said and it is this okay if impo- with many people imposter syndrome actually drives them to external success if if that is at the expense of your health, your mm. mental health or physical, or if your imposter syndrome is driving you towards not being successful, however you define that, so losing your job, in those circumstances, please consider getting help, getting professional, not from people like us, but actually useful clinical help from a counsellor, therapist, get yeah. maybe CPT or similarly, because that, that's my product of the week, James, because in those circumstances, it's, it's, it's making you miserable to a point where you yeah. need some support. And then I think that's, I think that's a really... Kind of annoyingly powerful um, and helpful thing to say actually is that this this can go beyond just feeling a, a bit anxious yeah. at work to the point where it's having a profound effect on your your mental health. On that cheery note, that was episode forty six <laughs> of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD and imposter syndrome. If you've enjoyed this and any other episodes, which is highly unlikely Unlikely. why not support the show on the link because otherwise alex is gonna have to start doing street performance where he talks about science and or medieval kings and queens in order that people will pay him to shut up although he did make about what was our three million quid last thursday (laughs) yeah it's good yeah so as usual if you'd like to get in touch contact us on the socials it does take us a little bit longer to answer because we're getting lots of messages but we honestly promised we will answer all those messages and at some point the emails as well because we think we've both forgotten how to log into the email account again quite keeps asking for ipop i don't know even know what the question is <laughs> yeah 
yeah so if you've emailed us apologies basically mm. we will we'll get to it or alex will get to it um yeah. at some point until next time we will see you take care bye all Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon.